Yes, people, it is Wednesday, which means we are looking ahead at LFA 107 and UFC 262. Two great cards, people. So buckle up, because we're about to go. So, people, starting off the weekend, we have LFA on Friday. It's 107, right? Coming from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And, um, yeah, it's a packed fight. Packed fight, people. We start off the main card, which is seven fights. Right, seven fight main card, and we have got a bantamweight clash between Alan Begozo and uh, Lucinio Ramos. Okay, so, um, mini Alan Begozo, right, he's five and oh with one draw, and he's on a six fight win streak, right. Not bad, right? Fights out of Team Alpha Male. So we last saw him at LFA 90, where he got a first round stoppage of Sean McPadden. That was September last year. Right, so, um, yeah, before that, he had a couple of fights for Thunder Fight Night, right? Um, last was a decision win over Marcus Silva. Before that, he uh, got a first round stoppage of Arturo Linadro. Right, both of those fights were in 2017. So yeah, he had a bit of a break. Well, you know, could be injuries. Who knows? Right between that and the McPadden fight, but he came back with a bang. But what we can see is that yeah, he's got submissions and TKOs, which um. Yeah, that's pretty good from, you know, such a uh, short career, right? When you think about it. Now, he's going in there against El Aguila Lucino Aramos, who's 6-5, and five, but coming in on a two-fight win streak. Okay, so um, his last fight... Was at LFA 103. And um, that was in March this year. You know, he got a decision win over Kendrick Latchman. Um, and before that was a first round stoppage of Alexandra Olazula. And that was December 2019. You know, so, um, yeah, again, when you look at his career, right, he, he's got some submissions, TKOs, you know, looks like submission is the way he likes to win a fight, though, right, so, um, it's an interesting one, he's definitely had more fights than Bigoso, but I, I think it's, you know, it's that consistency, 
And, um, you know, Bogosu fights out of a very good camp, right? He's got the skill set is mixed. So, yeah, I think we're going to see Bogosu. Um, I think he's going to come away with a win there. Right? But, you know, should be fun. That's for sure. We then go to the women's uh, featherweight division. And we've got a fight between Taylor Molden and Amber De La Haran. Okay, so, um, Taylor Molden, she is 1-0, right? This is her second pro, well, no, actually, it's her pro debut. You know, she just had one amateur fight. Which was a first round submission of Elizabeth Rodriguez. That was in um, September 2017. So, yeah, not sure. Not sure um, what she's been doing, you know, in the in the meantime. Right? But she will be going up against Amber De La Haran. Right? Who is one and one. So that's um again it's her pro debut. You know, so she had two amateur fights. Um yeah, both draws, one a loss and one a win. So um, yeah, one twenty eighteen, one twenty nineteen. Um you know what? I think I think I'm gonna go with um Maldine. Yeah. You know, she finished her fight, right? Got a submission. Kind of like that killer attitude. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go with Maldine. But for two girls making their pro debut, it's really a toss-up, right? Because it's just how you handle it, right? The amateur career is one thing, but pro is something different. And it's... How are you gonna hand that that adrenaline jump? Yeah, when you you make your debut and you're on the main card, right? You're te- this is televised. Yeah, he said there's so much gonna be on their shoulders in this one. Yeah, so who whoever handles that the best, they're gonna walk away with the win. So it's gonna be interesting. It's going to be interesting, people, you know? So, yeah, we'll, we'll see um, We'll see what they can do here, you know? We will see what they can do. But, uh, you know, that, that one takes us to, uh, what have we got? We've got a lightweight fight between uh, James Wilson... And Daniel Jefferson. So, all might James Wilson. He is 3-0 on a four-fight win streak. Fights out of King's MMA. So, a good camp. Right? So, uh, three pro fights, one amateur. All wins. He had a couple of submissions, a couple of TKOs. And he's been fighting out of Gal... Gladiator Challenge Right, so His last fight was December 2019 
got a first round stoppage over Joey Stevens. Uh, before that, it was um, a first round stoppage of Jake Morehouse. And then a uh, first round stoppage of Justin Santa Stevan. Ah, so pretty impressive, right? Pretty impressive. And the amateur fight, again, first round stoppage. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, now, he is going in against Daniel Jefferson, who is 2-2, two and two, coming off a loss um, from his last fight, which was August 2020. Um, it was a draw, uh, sorry, a decision to John O'Brien. Right, so that was at FAC3. And um, this will be his LFA debut. You know, so, uh, yeah, that's always a, a good one, right? Um, it's also going to be Wilson's LFA debut, obviously, right? So, um, yeah, Jefferson, you know, he's his two pro wins were both decisions, right, over Colin Parr. And Armand Douglas. Right? His two losses were decisions as well. So, I mean, that's good, right? Um, yeah. You know what? I'm going to go with Wilson. I think Wilson comes in with all that hype, right? All that hype, all that um, just energy, right, from those stoppages. So, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Wilson... You know, he continues that run here. But, um, you know, I, I, I feel that um, Jefferson, he's got a lot to play for, right? He, he wants to, to show that, hey, he's not that flip-flopper. He can get it done when it's count. So, um, yeah, we're going to see him go for it. So it's going to be interesting. Right, so we then go to the heavyweights, and we've got Jordan Heidemann against Anthony Garrett. All right, so Jordan Heidemann, he is three and zero on a nine fight win streak. Whew, that is impressive. So we last saw him at LFA ninety five. Right, which was November 2020. He beat Mauricio Ablanco, second round rear naked. Um, before that, it was Jacob Hevlin in July 2020. Got a decision, split decision at LFA 86. And his pro debut was against Mike Seymour. Got a first round stoppage at DCS 43. And that was June 2018. So, yeah. Only one loss in the amateurs. All the others were big wins. Right? So, um, interesting. Right? A mix between TKOs, submissions, couple of decisions. You know? 
So, um, yeah, very decent heavyweight right there. He is going up against a Lionheart, Anthony Garrett, who is 6-2 with one no contest on a two-fight win streak, right? Which was uh, Brian Porit at FCF and 61. So that was in April this year. No first round stoppage. And um, before that, it was J.W. Kisser at FAC4. First round um, stoppage again, October last year. Got a um, no contest against Jake Hager. I think he won that fight. But no contest, so I think it was probably weed, I'd imagine. That's usually, you know, the situation with uh, that. Um, so, yeah, he's got a good number of TKOs. Does have, you know, a couple submissions, right? So, it's an interesting one, right? Because, yeah, Garrett, he's got the more experience, He's definitely got the more experience, but Heiderson, I mean, Heiderson has got all the amateur experience too, right? So he's he's got all of that, which I think it it levels things here, does level things. It makes it super interesting. It does. Um. Also, Garrett did have a fight this year. You know, so there is that. But, Heidemann has fought in LFA a couple of times. Ooh. You know what, I think I'm going to go with Heidemann. Just because, you know, I think he, he, he might have the, the greater power. And those, those submissions too. He's got more submission wins. So I think he might have the edge there. So yeah, I'm going to go Heidemann. But it's heavyweights, man. You never know what's going to happen. And this likes it could be juicy. You know what I mean? So we then go to our feature bout. Which is a bantamweight clash between George Garcia and Ricardo Diaz. So, uh, Georges, George Garcia, he is a 9-4, he's coming off a loss in his last fight, which was against Abar Sheptin at M1 Challenge 104, so that was August 2019, um, that was a decision loss. But before that, you know, he was getting, yeah, he was doing very well, right? He had been on a five-fight win streak, um, four finishes, one draw out of the mix. He does like a submission. Rear Naked Choke seems to be his flavor, right? He's a 10th planet practitioner as well. So, yeah, there is that. 
Um, he does. Does he have any? No, no TKOs. Just yeah, just submissions, just submissions. But dangerous. And um, he's going up against Ricardo Diaz, right? Who is nine and four, on a two fight win streak right now, fighting out of Kings MMA. So we last saw him at LFA eighty nine. He beat Desmond Torres via split decision. That was August last year. Um, and before that, it was Kim Wujay, uh, rear naked choke at Azalet Fighting. Um, that was July 2018. Right, so um, he does have some submissions. Right, does have some. Um, but yeah, I I. Th- Think that Garcia has more. Hmm. I think this is pretty close. This is pretty close. It's an interesting one. Right? So, um. God damn, this is a close fight. Right? This is real close. So, uh, yeah, Diaz is the taller fighter. Three inches taller at five eight, um, but you know what? I'm going with Garcia. Yeah, one in doubt, go tenth planet. <laughs> That's what I say. So that takes us to our co-main event, people. It's a heavyweight clash between Vernon Lewis and Algerio Salahazana. So, Big E, Vernon Lewis, right? He's um, a Relson Gracie practitioner. He's 8-4 on a two-fight win streak, right? So, uh, we last saw him at LFA 83, which was March last year. He got a first-round stoppage of Austin Lane. Um... Then, we saw him at LFA 78. In November 2019, he beat Jimenez Wildman. Okay, so that was a draw. Uh, Yeah, he's got a a, a few um, TKOs on the record. He does have a submission. It was back in 2012. Yeah, I mean, so I think he's um, yeah, more inclined to stop you with the hands. He does actually have a decision over Charad Vanderara, who's um in the UFC. You know, he came via the Contender Series last year, if you remember, people. Um, so. Yeah, and he goes up against Goliath Halgirio Salazana, right? Who's nine and two on a seven fight win streak. Alright, so um yeah, he last fought in September twenty nineteen at Combate forty five. He beat um, Giovanni Saran. And then Combate 32, he beat Jamie 
Alvarez um, that was also 2019 in March um, yeah he does have TKO wins right so um, he's also fought it bare knuckle right BKFC4 right got a fourth round stoppage of Eric Arlander um, interesting, right, that was February 2019, and then he fought in Combate the next month, so, hey, he's tough, right, definitely tough, um, yo, I think I'm gonna go with, um, Vernon Lewis, though, for the win here, but, it's heavyweights, people, so you never... Never know what's going to happen. And then we are at our main event. It's a featherweight fight between Camila Kirk and Daniel Schwain. So, the Joanna man, Camila Kirk, he is 10 and 4, coming off a win in his last fight, which was LFA 97. Right, which took place in January. He got a first round stoppage over Guillermo Santos. Right, um, yeah, he fought on the 2019 contender series, lost to Billy Quantatillo. And Quantatillo is tough as hell, so there is no shame in that, no shame in that at all. Um, he had a, a split decision loss to Bruno Souza at LFA 84. But, um, yeah, he beat Kevin Chrome, who um, is currently in the UFC. Got a first round triangle choke over him at LFA 53. Yeah. So, yeah, he does like a submission. He's also got uh, TKOs as well, though. You know? So, yeah. Definitely tough. Definitely tough. Now, he will be stepping in there with um doom 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 Daniel Agent Orange Schwain who's twenty ten and one coming off a loss in his last fight. Which was against UFC fighter TJ Lamy. Right? So, um, yeah, that was August last year in the Contender Series. You know, he lost in that first round. It was, um, yeah, rib injury. Right? But I think it came off of a slam. I think. Might be wrong. Before that, though. You know, he had a couple of wins over at M1 Challenge. Both submissions. Wu Jialong, right? That was August 2019. And Andre Krasinkov in January 2019. Right, so, yeah. You know, he's fought in M1 quite a bit. And um, he does like a submission. Yeah. Does like a submission, so I think they've got that in common. 
Man, this is gonna be interesting. They both fought on a contender. You know what I mean? Man, yeah. They both like a submission. Do 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 I'm gonna go with Kirk. Yeah. It's a close one, man. It is super close. Kirk fought, you know, in January. So yeah, I'm just gonna go with Kirk just for that. You know, he's fought more recently. And he got that contender series disappointment out of the way. Got it out of the way with another fight. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Kirk. But, yo, this is is a well-matched up fight, people. Well-matched up fight. Definitely going to be fun. It's a great card. Great card. uh, You know, to start the weekend off, people. So, I'm all about it. All about it. LFA 107. God damn, people, these big events, they keep on coming, right? UFC 262. Man, it just feels like yesterday when this big event was announced. And um, yeah, it's coming. Listen, we've lost a couple of big fights, right? So the Leon Edwards Nate Diaz one, that's been rescheduled. The Jack Hermanson, Ed Chabazian, that got rescheduled, but we still, as of today, have 12 very good fights, man, very good fights, and a great, great main event, and co-main, you know what I mean, so, oh boy, now, when you break down this card, there's there's one, you know, I'd say one fight that goes in the could be dicey category. So that that is a prelim fight, women's flyweight division. We got Andrea KGB Lee against Anto- Antonina. I always say Antonia. It's Antonina. Um, Shevchenko, right, so, um, yeah, so, with this one, old, um, KGB Lee, she's currently 11 and 5, coming off three losses, coming off three losses, so, yeah, man, I remember watching KGB back in her Invicta days, you know, and she, um, yeah, she had some good fights, had some really good fights back then, you know, so coming in to um, the UFC, you know, she'd only lost twice, right, so yeah, it was definitely a big, a big situation, and she had some very good fights, looked great, looked great, just, you know what I mean, the, the, the fights, well, the the fight with um Calderwood that was very close. I did think she won the Murphy fight. I did think she won that fight. It was a split decision, and that's no shade on Lauren, right? It's just the way that cookie crumbles sometimes. And then um yeah, she lost to Roxanne Modafari. So, man, three losses, all very tough opposition. You know, I think that's the big thing. But one thing you can take from that is 
they're not like she didn't get knocked out, wasn't submitted. They were all close fights. So that's very, it's very important, right? It, it means that yeah, you're still up there. You're not getting dominated. You're not getting murked in the first round or anything like that. Though we haven't seen her um, finish a fight since her um, yeah last fight out of the um, UFC, right? LFA twenty three, where she submitted Jamie Fortin in the second round, right? So, listen, you know that you know. Andrea has got uh, jujitsu. We we've seen her utilize it, and you know she she never looks terrible on the ground. But yeah, I I think you know going those full rounds that can really take it out of you after a while. Now she will be facing a Shevchenko. On Saturday, not the Shevchenko that she might want to face, but La Pantera, Antonina, oh, Antonina Shevchenko, she's dangerous in her own right, right, she's 9-2, and two, coming in off of a win, so, uh, yeah, you know, she, she fought on... The 2018 season of uh, Dana White's Contender Series and got a great win. Great win in the second round, beating Jamie Nevera. Right? So she came to the UFC, beat Kim Juan. Right? But then she faced Roxanne Modafferi, and Roxanne just really utilized her game very well. In that one, you know, and she came back, beat Lucy Poldova, you know, that was a very good fight for her. And in the Caitlin Kajajian fight, she just looked a little flat, looks a little flat, just didn't, yeah, I don't know, it just wasn't working for her that night, but came back and looked very good. Against Irene Lipsky. You know. Looked very good in that fight. So. You know. I, I think with Antonina. It's been a, a case of trying to find your ground. Right. Because. She did a lot of Muay Thai. And kickboxing. Before entering. You know. MMA. Like her sister. But less time, right? Less time doing the MMA, you know? And then she's been thrown onto the big stage. Now she trains with Valentina for sure. So she's able to get a, a taste of that high level. And when you're around that, it does make you elevate your game. But it's still a learning process. It's still understanding you know what comes next right this is that crazy jigsaw puzzle this whole thing of when someone's going to do something being able to anticipate when someone's going for a move being like oh they're looking for a kimura i'm gonna counter with 
You know, it's seeing the stuff before it happens a lot of the time. And I kind of think that we, we're seeing um, Antonina start to come into her own, right? I, I, I think we're starting to see that. So, yeah, I think she's going to win this fight. I think she's going to beat Andrea. I think it's going to be a good fight, right? But, yeah, I just think... Um, Antonina, you know, she's just, man, she's just getting into it, right, she, she's hitting that flow state, I think with um, the way Valentina's been fighting lately, it's just helping take Antonina to that next level, and if she fights like she did against Lipsky, oh yeah, she, I think she's just got the fight, and so yeah, I'm taking Shevchenko for the win, and I don't know what that would mean for um, Andrea, right? Because that would be four losses in a row, which I mean it, it's hard to tell, right? Because the flyweight division it is good, is it's got some good fighters. It's not maybe as deep as, like, the strawweight division. So, you know, I, I think it does give people a bit more leeway. So we'll see. But, um, you know, it would be a shame to lose Lee because she's very talented. But, yeah, I just think um, Saturday is going to be Shevchenko's night. You know what I mean? With the opening two fights of the night on the early prelims, we will be seeing two fighters make their debut. Now, they're making a debut slightly differently, but yeah, I, I think it's fair to say they're both making a debut. So, in our first fight, they're both lightweight fights, I should say too. Right? Well, no, actually, well, it's confusing. I'm, I'm not quite sure if. Um, yeah, one might be full at featherweight. Right? It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a tricky one. It's a bit of a tricky one. Because it's being listed in two different divisions in two different places. So, um,. Yeah, you know, we will see, actually, you know what, fuck it, I'm just going to double check, no, I do think it's a feather, okay, so we've got a featherweight and a lightweight, I think that's what we're going to go with, alright, so we're going to start off at lightweight, and we have Sean, Sh Sean, mm, Sean Serrano, Against Christos Gadias. Okay, so um now Serrano, right, he is 14 and 6 on a free fight win streak. And here is the thing, right? This is actually his second stint in the UFC. Okay, so he um first came in January 2014, where he fought to Tosati Karajara. Alright, 
Um, he then fought Chase Skelly, and his last fight was against Charles Rosa, and that was a January two, January twenty fifteen. Right. Unfortunately, he lost all three fights, so he um, left the UFC. He went to the regionals, fought it Legacy. Right, so um, yeah, LFA. He fought for CSE. Right, got some losses, but yeah, rallied, and um, yeah, has just come back and hit those three wins. Which, hey, when you're you're in this current situation, it can lead to so many things if you keep yourself on point. And that's what Serrano did. Kept himself off point. And um, he's back. He is back on a huge, on a huge show. Right? Opening it up. So all eyes on Serrano. Right? And in those last three wins, two First round TKOs. So that's pretty big, right? Now, um, yeah. Only one fight each year. 2019, 2020 and 2021. But, yeah, he fought in March. His last fight was in March. So just, um, you know, just a few months away. So he's still going to be feeling fresh, feeling loose, feeling good. You know? Which is there. Now, he's been to the big show. Right? Didn't get it done. There will be pressure on him. He's going to be feeling that for sure. But, he's done it. Right? He, he, he's been there before and he's got his way back. So, he knows that, hey, he's going to be ready. You know what I mean? I feel he's going to know that because he fought his ass off to get back, he's gone through adversity, so um, I think this is a, it's an interesting time, he does have some submissions, very um, early in the career, we haven't seen anything for a while, the last being, I think 2018, right, got a win over Jonathan Gary with a rear naked choke, CSE 49 So um, yeah He's going to be fighting uh, The Spartan Christos Gages He's 18 and 8 Coming off a win In his last fight Which was against Carlton Minas And uh, that was December Last year So um yeah, you know, Christos, he's been in the UFC. He's been in there for a few years, right? Made his debut against the title challenger, Charles Oliveira, in uh, September 2018. Right? Wasn't his night, but pulled off a um, couple wings after that. You yeah. know? Lost to Drakkar close. But then beat Minus in his next fight. So, yeah. And the thing is, after that submission loss, all his other fights have been decisions. 
So he he's in there all the way, grinding out wins. And those wins have been unanimous decisions. There ain't no split decisions there for Gagas. You know what I mean? He, he's going to take it to you, weigh you down, and get a win. You know, so, um, yeah, when you look at that fight career, he's got, um, you know, he's got submissions, right? He's got um, TKOs. And, like Serrano, this is his second stint in the big show, right? Because uh, Gagas, you know, he made his debut October 2014. And um, he came in against a jiu-jitsu expert too. He fought Gilbert Burns, right? UFC 179, Aldo V. Mendez 2. So, yeah, he lost that one. But, you know, came back with a win, then lost the next two. But that was Chris Wade and Josh Emmett. So, all tough. All tough opposition. And like uh, Serrano, he went to the regionals and won his way back. You know, so, yeah, it's a big thing, right? It's a big thing. So, um, yeah, you know, it's an interesting situation, this. Very interesting. I think though, right? I think I'm gonna go with Serrano for the win. And I say that just because, like, Serrano's won his last, um, you know, two out of his last three by TKO. So we know he's got heavy hands. Gay just comes to fight. So he's not gonna be taking a step back. So we're gonna see them clash. And with that, you know, with that dynamite in the fists, yeah, I, I, I think um, it could lead to something. So yes, I'm gonna say that Serrano gets a win on his return to the UFC. Um, definitely gonna be a fun fight though, because both people, they know what it's like to be gone. And they're looking to, uh, you know, have this second innings as a long-going one, right? So, um, our next debut, so this is the featherweight clash between Tucker Lutz and Kevin Aguilera. So, top gun, Tucker Lutz, he's 11-1 on an 11-fight Streak 11 fight win streak. I mean, lost his pro debut, and then after that, it's been well, it's been night night for a lot of people. You know, what I mean, there's not that many decisions there for old loot. Now, the last two decisions were his last two outings, which actually were two showings on. Last year's contender series, you know, had a um, a win over Chase Gibson, and it was such a good fight, right? That took place in September. Such a good fight that he was given another opportunity, where he was able to um, yeah, do the business 
over Sherrod Blackledge, and that was in November, and um, yeah, you know, it was a, a dominant performance, so he was given the contract, you know, so, listen, two outings on the contender, right, all of that work, you you know that that tells you something. Some people don't take that second opportunity. Right? Some people decline it, right? Go somewhere else, try and make some money. But yeah, he stuck with it. He stuck with it. And yeah, when you look at that run, you know that run to get him to this spot. Whew, there are a lot of stoppages. A lot of stoppages. Only one decision. Just one. Right? Everything else, stoppages. And we're seeing a mix. Right? So we're seeing um, some jujitsu, dust chokes, guillotines. You know? We're seeing referees, stoppages, doctor stoppages. Hey. Tucker Lutz, man, he's a problem, he is a problem, only 26, so probably not even in his prime, right, now, he will be going, he will be going in against the angel of death, Kevin Aguilera, so Aguilera is 17 and 4, and unfortunately, he is on a free fight losing streak. I mean, it's it's a tough one, right? Because he's fought three very good opponents, right? Like, no slouches here, people. All tough. So, um, yeah, that's a... Uh, I mean, it's, it's... Yeah, you know, I mean, what can you do? Right, he fought um, Dan Eag. Right, fought Dan Eag in uh, Bruch, June twenty nineteen. He then fought uh, Zabraya Takogov in February twenty twenty, and Charles Rosa in June twenty twenty. Yeah, so um. A couple of decisions. The last being a split. And um, yeah. You know. The Takugov fight. Uh, that was a first round stoppage. Shit happens. You know what I mean? Shit happens right? But yeah. Before that. You know. He, he came to the UFC via. The 2018 Contender Series. You know. Beat Joey Gomez. Um. Yeah, had a, a successful debut, won the next one, Rick Glenn, Enrique Bazola. You know, so yeah, just tough times. He's um really got some great wins on the regional. That was a um yeah, mainstay at Legacy and LFA, headlining a number of those cards. You know what I mean? So um look, he's he, he's tough. Beat Damian Jackson before he got to the UFC. You know? So, uh, yeah, you know, beat 
um, I think he's the current one champion, right, Fan Lee, I think he's a champion at one, you yeah, know, he's got a win over him, so Aguilera is t -t tough, so tough, you yeah. and, you yeah, know, he's got punching power, he's stopped a number of fights, he does have, um, you know, submissions, not many. The last being, ooh, 2013. So, you know, he'd rather use his hands, right? He'd, he'd rather take you away from consciousness in that way, you know? But, uh, yeah, he still knows what he's doing on the ground. It's a tough fight, right? It is definitely... Um, it's a tough one for sure, right? And when we, uh, you know, do the comparisons, um, so Agli Era is he is five seven. Well, they're both five seven. It would seem, um, yeah, both five seven. Um, reach wise, Agli has just got a one each. A one inch advantage, you know. So nothing really in that. So yeah, it, it it's it's close on that front. I think Lutz. I think he might have the bigger power, right? I think he might have the bigger power. He's coming in super confident, super confident, right? And I think that might be it. That might give him the edge in this one. Although, Aguilera, free fight skid, right? So, he knows he needs to win this fight. He's, his contract might be on the line. So, his back's against the wall and he's going to, whew, he is going to be coming at you like his nickname, people. You know what I mean? Like that angel of death. So this is going to be a fun fight. But yeah, I think I'm going to go with Lutz. But uh, yeah, you know what I mean? I think both our debutants are going to have successful outings. But hey, anything can happen, right? Right, so we've got, I'd say, four fights. Four fights where someone's going to try and set things straight, right? Rewrite the ship, get back into the form they once had. And let's start with the flyweight match between match. <laughs> it's not soccer. Oh shit. Okay, we got the fight between Gina Mazzano and Priscilla Cachara. So, um, yeah, now both ladies are coming off a win in their last fight. Zombie girl, Patricia Cachorera, she's 9-3. and three, And um, she had that huge stoppage of Shayna Dobson in uh, February last year. Yo, know, Dobson came forward and Cachorera just caught her with that uppercut. Man. No one's expecting that. You know what I mean? 
especially after Dobson was coming off the big win in her fight before that. But it did stop a free fight skid for Cacharera, which, um, yeah, was huge. And also her first win in the UFC, you know, so was a big moment for her. So she will be looking to move forward in a positive way from that moment. And listen, she's got the skills, you know, she was unbeatable. Beaten coming into the UFC, you know, and she'd got a, a few stoppages before that. So, you know, she's always had the ability. It was just about putting it together. So, yeah, let's see if that could be the case. Now, she is a fighting against Danger Gina Mazzano, who uh, is seven and four. And if you listen to UFC Unfiltered this week, she is definitely ready to go. Right? So um in her last fight, she stopped Rachel Olshevich, you know, in the third round, got some ground and pound. That was November last year. And um, you know, Mizano, yeah, she's been a bit like win lose, win lose kind of thing. You know, because before that she lost to Julia Avila But, man, Avila came in on fire that night It was crazy You know, but um, Mazzano, she beat Valerie Barney before that You know, she's been in the UFC since February 2017 You know, so, um, yeah, she's fought some very tough opposition but yeah, she's coming off that big win over Oshevich. And Oshevich, tough, right? Real tough. And she's got good jujitsu. So that was a very good win to get. You know, so yeah, Gina's going to be looking to really, you know, put it together. I kind of feel that, you know, being at Glory MMA, that's huge, right? When you see what James Krause can do for people Like the way he He um, You know tutors Someone Like you can have a bad first round Sits you down Talks you hey come back and win Jerry's done that For a few people of late You know he's a great coach So I just think with that Knowledge Like Mazzano's You know she's got power She's got a good few stoppages, right? So I think coupled with that, you know her jiu-jitsu's kind of tight. I think she's going to get the win. Yeah, I'm going with Mazzano to get the win on Saturday night. Right, so um, then, people, we go to the middleweight clash between Jordan Wright and Jamie Pickett. So the Night Wolf, Jamie Pickett, he's eleven and five, coming in off of a loss, right? Which was to um, Tafnon Nuwachi, right? Who we saw at the weekend. You know he lost to him in December last year. It was a unanimous decision. So um, that was his UFC debut. 
You know, he came via last year's Contender Series. And, you know, that debut fight, it's a bit of a tricky one. Some people, I mean, some people just come out the gate on fire. Some people, you know, there's a stumble. But we've seen plenty of people stumble in that first fight. And then it's off to the races. You know, so... Jamie Pickett is looking for that outcome, you know. But listen, we know he can do it. Right? He he did the contender series in 2019. He lost that one, but he went back, knocked out two wins. You know, he's back in the UFC. So it, it it's just one of the and he also he came in 2017. You know, so he he's come back from adversity. You know, so I think that's the huge thing when you look at Jamie Pickett. You know, he he's definitely got the skills, right? He's got just a lot of um, TKO wins. You know, a lot of them. All right, so he's gonna hope those heavy hands do um do work Saturday night. He's going up against the Beverly Hills Ninja, the right Jordan Wright. Who is 11 and 1 Coming off the first Oh and won no contest Right he's coming off the first Loss of his career Which was to Joaquin Buckley You know um, And Yeah I, I'd say Wright didn't look Terrible in that fight he, he had an okay first round You know he held his own Right, I think we saw Buckley had the power. I do. I think he stunned Buckley at one point in that fight. So, yeah, you know, he 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 won his debut, right, against Ike Villanueva. He won that. So, hey, that's it's just one little stumble, one little stumble. Who knows what can happen, right? Who knows. He's got the skills. You know, he, he did his thing over in LFA. Right? Beat Gabriel Checo, who is a tough opposition. Yeah? So, th- there's that. He went on the Contender Series. He, you know, he's got definitely got skills. He was stopping everybody. Stopping everybody outside the UFC. So, yeah... He's got the skill set. This is going to be a... It's going to be a tough one. It's definitely going to be a tough one. Um, Man. I don't know. I, I'm really just... This one's a tough one for me, man. I think the right... I think he's just got the edge... He's got the edge on consistency. Go, okay? So, there is that. But, you know, Pickett, he got the draw in his last fight. And we know Nutriwari has got heavy hands. So, there is that. Right? Um, but I think Wright might just be able to get it done. So, yeah, we're going to go with... Um, we're going to go with right for the win there. But I think that is a close fight. 
a real close fight and it should be fun should be a fun one so then we go to the featherweight clash between Lando Venada and Mike Grundy so the last time we saw Grundy who's 12 and 2 he um, he lost to Movsa Elizabeth so that was July last year I think it was on Fight Island and yeah Elizabeth just controlled that fight right Grundy wasn't really in it yeah, he st- I think he started well in that first round, but yeah, just wasn't his night. And, um, you know, he was coming off a very good debut against Nad Naramani. But, um, yeah, just, yeah, things didn't go well in that second fight. But Grundy, you know, he's a good fighter. Good fighter, got a good, got a good ground game. He does like a choke. Does like a choke. Though, I think at times he stays on the bottom a lot, bit too long. I think that's what we saw in his last fight. He was too content with staying in guard. So that's a problem there. And this time he's fighting groovy Lando Venada, who's 11 5 and 2. Also coming off a loss, right? So both, yeah, they 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 want to set things straight here, people. Now, Vernada, yeah, he lost to Bobby Green, and that was August last year. You know, it's it's been a, yeah, it's been a you know, lose win lose win kind of situation for him. Couple of draws as well thrown into the mix, but we do know Bernada comes to fight, right? He's not one just to sit back, right? He's not gonna be just jabbing, hoping to win it from distance, right? He will bring it to you, and we saw that from his very first fight in the UFC against Tony Ferguson. Back in July 2016, right, man, that uh, yeah, he came out hard in that fight, came out hard. But then he got a spectacular win against John Modeski in his next fight, right? He's just one of those fighters, old um, Venada. And oh man, it's a tricky one. Right, I I do think that he might have a few more weapons. Right, because listen, we know Grundy's good on the ground, but Venada's good. Venada's got submissions, but he can also stop you as well. So, yeah, I think I'm gonna go with Venada for the win there, and um, yeah, that leaves us people with the clash. Between Matt Schnell and Rogerio Bontarin. You know, so, um, yes, with this fight, man, both are very tough, right? You got a couple of tough fighters in the mix, as you do. You know, as you do, people. 
So Bontarine is 16-3 with one no contest. He's coming off a couple of losses, right? Coming off a couple of losses in his last two. So there was Kaikara France at UFC 259. Blakovic v Adasanya in March this year. And before that, he is a unanimous draw to Ray, sorry, decision to Rayburg back in February last year. So, and he, he came to the UFC via the 2018 Contender Series. And, um, yeah, out the gate, got a couple of wins. You know, Magnedev, um, Bibuladov, and uh, Rulan Paviev. But, yeah, just then... Ran into Bergen, France. Right? But both very tough. You know, so there's no no shame in that one. Um, outside the UFC, you know, he's got a mix of submissions and TKOs. Though probably leaning towards the old submission game. Um, but yeah, he's going up against... Matt Danger Schnell, who's 15 and 5, um, coming off a win in his last fight, which was a split decision win over Tyson Nam in January this year. You yeah. over on Fight Island. Um, so Schnell, man, he came via season 24 of The Ultimate Fighter. Right, that was um, to find a challenger to uh, Demetrius Johnson, and he lost to Tim Elliott, who eventually went and you know fought Johnson. He lost to Rob Font in the final, but again, we've seen what Rob Font can do, you know, and we'll be seeing next weekend. But yeah, you know, it's been some tough fights, but. You know, the former legacy champion has, um, yeah, he's been able to put things together. Had a very nice run. You know, four-fight winning streak before he um, ran into Alexandra Pantoja. Right? So, listen, we know Schnell is tough. Right? He's got submissions. He's got TKOs. Right, and I think it's that that coupled with um yeah, Safe Saud, you know, I think that's gonna get him to win here. So I'm going with Danger Schnell for the win, people. But yeah, definitely a, a, a slew of a very good fight right there. And yeah, we're going to see some people set it straight. Some people probably not going to go their way. But, you know, it's all going to be fun. So you never know what's going to happen, people. But these are my picks for straight up fire fights. Right, so we start off with the headliner of the prelims. The fight leading us in to the pay-per-view. It's the middleweight Ronaldo Souza against Andre Munez. Right, so um, 
Zergipano. Andre Amunez is 20 and 4, coming in on a six fight win streak. So, yeah, pretty good. Now, he comes to the UFC via the Contender Series, right? So, he actually fought on the 2018 season, right? Got a decision win over Bruno Assas. He then came back for 2019, and he got a choke of Taylor Johnson in the first round. So, that got him the contract, and he's had two fights. So, he made his debut in November 2019 against Antonio Arroyo, right? Won that via decision, and then he fought Bartzos Fabianinski. In September 2020, and he got a first round arm bar. So boom, right? Um, you know, outside the UFC, right? He does like a submission, and he mixes it up: triangles, arm triangles, darces, guillotines. You know what I mean? Whatever it is, he will go for it. And he's also got TKOs, right? But he will be stepping in there against the legend Jacare Ronaldo Sosa, who people is 26 and 9 with one no contest. Now, it's been a bit of a rough time for Sosa, right? He's on a free fight losing streak. But it's Sosa, you know what I mean? He's tough as shit, and he's fought only the best, right? So, last loss was that big one to uh, Kevin Holland, you know, where Holland got the crazy knockout. Um, that was December last year. Before that, Jan Blakovic, who currently light heavyweight champ, so, you know. And then Jack Hermanson. So, all very tough oppositions, but... You know, Jaguaray, he's been in there with everyone. Chris Weidman, Kevin Gastelin, Derek Brunson, Robert Whittaker, Vitor Beltor, Yamal Romero, Hearing, Sherrod Musasi, the current Bellator champ, right? You see in a commie, he's fought Chris Camozzi a couple of times, Ed Herman. Man, he well, he fought Brunson a couple of times. Once in strike force, then again in the UFC. You know, he's grappled in the ADCCs. You know, he is, yeah, he's done everything. I believe he was also the strike force champion. So, yeah, he's no joke. No joke at all. Beat Robert Drysdale in, dra- in grappling people. Man, Sosa is tough. Right? Now, I do think, though, I you know, look, Sosa is tough for sure, but I think Munez is coming in on that run. You know what I mean? He doesn't remember what defeat tastes like. And he knows that he's got decent jujitsu. So he's not going to be. Afraid now, 
you don't want to fuck around with Jackery on the ground for sure. But knowing that you know what I mean you're not rubbish, that gives you a confidence. And I think it's that confidence that will um, get Munez the win. And this is going to be a great fight, though, people. It is going to be a fire fight. So we um, go from there into our opening clash on the main card. Right? We have got. Oh, actually, it's a second fight on the main card. I tell a lie. But it's a, a featherweight fight. Right? Shane Burgos against. Edson Barboza. So, Hurricane Shane. He's 13 and 2. Now he's coming in off of a loss, right? Which was Josh Emmett. And man, ah, it is like he was doing so well in that fight, but Emmett was able to pull it out, right? So, that fight took place in June last year. He did, you mean he was coming off of some great wins over um, Maquan Mirakani, right? Got to finish off him at UFC 244 in November 2019. And then he got a split decision win over Cub Swanson in May 2019. You know, both very tough. Also beat Kurt Holborough. Um, at UFC 230, you know, he's fought some tough people too, you know, Calvin Cater, um, got Frio Pepe, Carlos Charles Rosa, you know, all real tough guys, man, um, he's going in against maybe a renewed junior Edson Barboza, Right, he's twenty one and nine, and hey, we thought he might lead the UFC, but signed a new contract and had a very, very good and dominant win over Maquan Amirakani, a shared opponent. Right, so that took place in October last year. So. Yeah, the, it feels like it could be a renewed Barboza. Now, he had had three very tough fights. You know, Justin Gaethje, Paul Felder, Dan Eag. All very tough. The last two split decisions, I mean, I do believe they were losses. But they were close. They were very close fights. You know, he, he had that war with Dan Hooker. Right, man, you know, he, he went on the run to get him the fight with Khabib, didn't get that one, then he lost to Kevin Lee, both tough, he just only fights tough opposition, you know, had that crazy fight with Tony Ferguson, man, Barboza, he, you know, he can do everything, and listen, this is the thing, I think, if if Burgos had met Barbosa after the Kevin Lee fight, I think he wins that fight. 
but I think this is a renewed Barbosa. And when you look at everyone he's fought, he's fought at the highest, highest level. And Shane Burgos is tough. He is tough as hell. Hurricane is a fitting name. But Edson Barbosa is just... Whew, when he's on his game, he is dangerous. And I think Barbosa has got a chip on his shoulder... And he's got a point to prove. And we're going to see him walk away with a victory on Saturday night. Okay, so then that, people, takes us to the women's flyweight clash. You've got Caitlin Kajajian against Viviana Aruja. So, blonde fighter, Caitlin Kajajian. 15 and 4, coming off a win in her last fight, which was a masterful, masterful performance against Cynthia Calvillo, right? So that was November last year. And listen, I really like Calvillo, but man, Kajajian just utilized her range so well. The jab. Yo, followed by the overhand, utilize that, the front kick, the leg kicks, the body kicks, man, she mixed it up nicely, real nice, you know, she had that dominant win over Antonio Shevchenko, right, and I think the Andrade fight, that was, she got caught with a kidney shot, Right, and we've seen what kidney shots do to people. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter who you are. If you get hit in that sweet spot, oh, it is done. It is done. So, who knows what that fight would have been like without that shot, right? But, yeah, Kajajian, she is... Look, she's tough. She fights out of Mark Henry's. Got great tamp. Found out on Monday that she's been doing a jujitsu with uh, old uh, Sarah Longos. You know what I mean? So hey, that that's great. You know, so you know she comes into this fight ready, and she's beaten some tough opposition. Jennifer Meyer, Joanna Calderwood, you know, Alexi Davis. Mara Barella, Arena Aldana, you know what I mean? Lauren Murphy, all real tough, real tough opposition. So she's fighting uh, Vivi, Viviana Arujo, who's 10 and 2. She's coming off a two fight win streak, right? So um, last fight, huge win. Roxanne Modafari. So that was January this year. Before that, Montana De La Rosa, September last year. You know, very good wins. Very good wins. And if it wasn't for the Jessica I loss, man, she, she'd be on a 5 fight win streak. You know, came into the UFC at 237. Nama Nunez Andrade won. All right. Beat Tatiana um, T- 
Talita, Talita Bamudo, then Alexi Davis at UFC 240. You know, so listen, tough fighters, man. Tough fighters for sure. And yeah, she's got some she's got good hands. Right? Good hands. She's got some jujitsu. So yeah, I think this is a well matched fight, you know, because hey, Kajaji and good hands. She trains her jujitsu, we know that. Right, so this is fun. This is a lot of fun. Now, when you compare the stats, right? So Kajajian, she's five inches taller. Five inches taller right there. But they both got 68-inch arms, which is, yo, that's crazy, right? You'd think Kajajian will have the longer reach, but no, they're, they're the same. But I think the height does pay in, and then you, you have to, you know, factor in the kicks, right? Once you factor in those kicks, that's a different story. Um, I think Kajajian gets this done, right? I think she looked fantastic in that last fight. And, uh, yeah, I, I just have a feeling that, you know, she she's ready to put it together. You know, she sounded super confident. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I, I think Kajajian, she gets to win here. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a fun fight, people. And, uh, you know, it takes us to our co-main event. Right, the lightweight clash between Tony Ferguson and Benil Dayush. So Benny Boy Dayush, he's twenty-four and one on a six-fight win streak. You know, we just saw him beat Diego Ferreira in uh, February this year. You know, before that. He got that crazy first round stoppage of Scott's Holzman. He um had the the one over Drag Harkos before that. And then Frank Camacho. So yo. You know what I mean? Don't forget Drew Ober, right? And he beat Tiger Mice, who we have seen is um a tough son of a bitch. So that's impressive. Super impressive. You know, he, he only loses to tough people. Really, Dayush. You know? So, he, he's good on the ground. He's definitely good on the ground. He has been favouring those hands of late. Right? Of late, it's not been about taking it to the ground. It's been about standing. And that, that could be the difference here. He's going up against El Cuccio, Tony Ferguson, right? Who is um twenty-five and five, coming off a couple, coming off a couple of losses, but you know it's Charles Oliveira, right? Who will be fighting for the title, and Justin Gaethje, who had the interim title, right? And that was the first fight back. You know, it was a, a change of opponent for um, Ferguson. Man, Ferguson is tough. And 
he, he'd been on a what twelve fight win streak, like anyone after just running through people, anyone allowed a little slip. Yo, he, technically it was longer because the Michael Johnson fight, he broke his arm. <laughs> you know what I mean? He broke his arm, right? How crazy is that? And he continued. So, yeah, Ferguson, he is no joke. No joke. So, yeah, you're allowed a couple of losses. You know, I think he he's back on track. I think Ferguson is back on track. And here's the thing. Dayush, he's he might have got away from that ground game. Ferguson is good on the ground. Now, yes, he, he got beat by Oliveira. Didn't get subbed by Oliveira, though, right? Because... Hey, he might not be as credentialed, but he is good on the ground. So, yeah, I'm 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 backing Ferguson to get back on track here. Yeah, I think he can get it done. I mean, it's going to be a great fight, really good fight. I am so looking forward to this one. You know. So yeah, man, and that will take us to our main. Event people And the main event Is for the vacant Lightweight Championship Okay two, two fighters who will This will be their first Shot at UFC Lightweight gold Right Charles Oliveira Against Michael Chandler So do Bronx Charles Oliver, he's 30 and 8, won no contest on an 8 fight win streak. Jerry, so, um, yeah, he used to fight at featherweight, moved up to lightweight, and has been on a tear. Been on a straight tear, right? Since um, UFC 225. Whitaker v Romero 2 just hasn't looked back. Quay, Quay, Clay Guida, Cristanos Gagos, Jim Miller, David Tamor, Nick Lentz, Gerard Gordon, Kevin Lee, and then Tony Ferguson. Real impressive. He's got submissions, he's got TKOs. Man, he has put it together. Really put it together, people. So, what's going to happen, right? What's going to happen with this move up? Now, here's the interest. So, he's been on this huge run. I think it is fair to say, though, that the the real competition kind of came towards the end of that run. So, Kevin Lee... But it was a Kevin Lee off his form. The same could be said for Tony Ferguson. But they are t- the two highest quality people that he has gone up against. And he's going to be stepping... Well, let's, actually, before we get to that, right? He's been in the UFC for a long-ass time. You know, made his debut... On UFC on versus two, hey August, well first of August twenty ten, 
Got an arm bar over Darren Elkins. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it all started, you know? And, um, yeah, from there, you know, it's 2021. Right, 11 years in the UFC, people. Pretty impressive. Yeah, but now he's going up against Iron Michael Chandler, who is 20, 22, 5 and 0 on a free fight win streak. Right? Dan Hooker in his UFC debut. That left hook from a Hell, man, that was a statement, right? That was a real statement coming in. Before that, Benson Henderson and Sydney Outlaw at Bellator. Yeah, so, you know, in Bellator, he'd held the championship, uh, I think, a couple of times, right? A couple of times. You know, huge. Huge. So, I think this is the thing. You know what I mean? This is the thing. See, second fight in the UFC. What's going to happen? But, yeah, he fights out of alliance. So, great camp. Definitely a great camp. He's got knockout power in his hands. Right? Oliveira, he can hit you hard. But... Chandler can separate you from consciousness with one punch. Also, you know, I think we've we've seen Chandler get submissions. So, you know, he's not a um he's not a lamb on the ground. Right? He's got skills on the ground. And I th- I, th- I think when it comes to MMA, because MMA is just is different from straight grappling. So I think we could see, we could see him, you know, stifle Oliveira for sure. But you know, we're not going to see Oliveira just run through him. You know, there is definitely that, right? Which is, yeah. That's super interesting. You know what I mean? Like, what's going to happen, people? What the hell is going to happen? Right? This is what makes it interesting. But I think the fact that Chandler has held gold before, I think that might be the difference. Because he's fought, like, Eddie Alvarez, Will Brooks... He's fought those people, Benson Henderson, the Pitbull brothers, you know, Brett Primus, right, they're, they're all very good fighters, they've been in, other competi- in the other competition, but, you know, some form of UFC, and when he came to the UFC, man, he, he, he let us know what the deal was, Dan Hooker is not an easy opposition, it's not an easy it's not an easy night out, but Chandler got it done. And yeah, I, I think that power might be the difference here. I think that power might be the difference. We see he can close distance with no trouble. So yeah, I I think Chandler and no. 
But god damn it's going to be fun. It's going to be so much fun people. I cannot wait. Okay people. So reached the end of another episode. But before we bounce. Let's take a look at what's going down. Alright so with Bellator. Um, we are seeing Somiko Inaba will be fighting Christina Kadzikis at Bellator 259. So um, that takes place on the 21st of May, right? Um, then at Bellator 60, looks like he's not retiring because Paul Daly will be fighting Jason Jackson in the co-main event. And um, that takes place on the 11th of June. Right, so then on the 25th of June at Bellator 261, Mike Jasper will be fighting Ty Guerda. All right, so over to the UFC. At UFC 263 on the 12th of June, Pani Kinzad will be fighting Alexis Davis. Uh, the following week on the 19th, Chaos Williams fights Matthew Semberger. Um, then in July on the 31st, Jin Yu Fei is fighting Estela Nunes. Right on the 21st of August, now people, Luis Saladana is fighting Austin Lingo. Um, also on that same card, Alexandro Pantoja is fighting Brandon Royville. That fight is fire! Oh man. Then the following week on the 28th of August, Jocelyn Edwards will be fighting Zara Farim. Um, and also on that card, Marcelo Arojo is fighting Kevin Chrome. And then people, on the 25th of September, this is big. Taugo Santos will be fighting Johnny Walker. Yo, that's a that's an interesting one, man. Both coming in looking to get back on track. Who's it gonna be? Oh, I cannot wait, people. Some great fights. Um, we will be back on Friday to go over the news, people. Alright, until then.